الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين استفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين جاهدوا فينا لنهدينهم سبلنا سبحان ربك رب العزة أما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم Inshallah we will continue with the 25 points of being a true mu'min So we'll start with number 20 today Inshallah try and complete this today Inshallah So number 20 is speaking the truth Siddq The greatest Siddiqeen was Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq Ritalanhu That's why he was given the title As-Siddiq. And why was the reason? Because when Nabi Islam presented Islam to him, he did not even think for one second, one, there was not even one doubt, he immediately accepted Islam. Hmm? Immediately accepted Islam. That's why he was given the title of As-Siddiq. And this comes from him, Siddiq. Hmm? So truth and Siddiq plays a big part in our deen. A very big part in our deen. Unfortunately, we are living in a society that even religious people, hmm, even people who pray five times a day, who follow the, try and follow the sunnah, they have started saying a lot of lies. Either it be to cover up for something in family, either it be in business, hmm, either it is for some good deal, they still do it. So I'll give you some ahadith on this. So there's a hadith of Nabi Salaam. That he said that a moment can be anything, but he cannot be a liar. Allahu Akbar, such a big statement. A moment can be anything, but he cannot be a liar. That means that a moment should always guard his or her tongue. They should always, they should always listen to themselves. That what are they saying? What are they trying to say? Are they implying something which they do not mean? Is there any hidden lie in that or not? There's another hadith of Nabi Islam that he says that when a person lies, such a bad smell comes from his mouth that the angels go very far away from that person. Allah Kabira. So the angels can know, they know that you're lying and they go, they flee from you. And shayateen probably come towards you. Shayateen say, this is my guy now. The angels say, this is not my guy anymore. Allah So we think that lying is a small thing and we'll get done with it. We'll say it, that person will believe us and we'll leave. But actually it has big implications. And then Hazrat also explained yesterday that whatever comes out of your mouth has a great value. So for example, if someone has to do nikah, one word, qabiltu, and a woman who was namherum, it was not jayas to look at her, it was not jayas to be close to her. One word and now she's in your nikah. That's it, one word. Nothing else. Just one word. That's how important what comes out of your tongue is, hmm? what comes out of your mouth is. And with this one word, Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, Hunna libasullahum wa antum libasullahum. That they become your garment and you become their garment. Allah Akbar Kabira. The same women that Allah SWT orders us in Quran to lower our gaze from, 
that same woman becomes our garment. Such strong is this tongue. Hmm? This little piece of flesh, so strong this is. And then, if you're married to a woman for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, hmm? you have 5, 6, 7, 8, 10 children. One word, hmm? one word of divorce, it's the end. Lord, no matter if you say it in anger, hmm? you say it when you're in rage, doesn't matter, it's done. That's how strong this tongue is. This tongue is amazing. Allah hmm? That's when Nabi Islam said in a hadith that there will be a person who will do a lot of good deeds. A lot of good deeds. So much so that he will be very close to the door of Jannah. He will all he would almost have reached Jannah. But he will then say this some word that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not like and he will be dragged into Jahannam. One word. Allahu Akbar Kabirah. So even one word can lead to big consequences. Hmm? One word. One of those examples is a word of takabbur. Hmm? So someone's making a lot of ibadat, a lot of ibadat, and then one day he thinks that he becomes a wali, and then he says a word of takabbur. Allah Ta'ala can make, can dissolve all of his amal into dust. One word. Allah Akbar. Ajeeb. And then our Mashaikh gave another example. Imagine a person is a kafir. He spent all of his life as a kafir. He's 75, 80 years old. Right before he dies, he accepts Islam. He says, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah, Ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasulu. And that's it. 80 years of kufr, Allah Ta'ala forgives all of his sins. Allah Ta'ala puts him in Jannah. So it's the tongue. Again, he obviously he will believe it in his heart also, but it's the tongue. So this tongue is powerful and it should be used in good things. Then, if you lie, normally you have to, to cover one lie, you have to say multiple lies. So for example, you say one lie, then to cover that you'll say ten lies. Now you have eleven lies. Hmm? To cover them you'll have to say another hundred and ten lies. Hmm? So these are multiples. Hmm? They will increase exponentially. And not do they only disgrace you in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Eventually people will also find out. Hmm? Eventually your family members will say, no, this person lies. I'm not going to trust him. Hmm? The people you do business with, the people at your work, they will stop trusting you. Hmm? The many people, the even religious people, when you listen to them, you say, no, I'm going to recheck this. Because this person has this thing of exaggerating. Hmm? He exaggerates. Allah Akbar. Your status, your maqam in front of makhluk also falls. And then there's a hadith that Nabi Islam said that a person who keeps on telling lies, he lies so much until Allah SWT himself writes him that he's a liar in his book of deeds. Allah calls him Kazzab. That's what Hazrat also explained in that bayan a couple of days back. Hmm. He's written Al-Kazzab That he is the biggest liar Allah So our Mashaikh say that To solve this problem You should listen to what you're saying yourself A lot of the times people say something And later you go and ask them They say no we didn't say this hmm? When did you hear this from us What are you talking about 
I never made this promise to you. Hmm? I didn't make this deal with you. I didn't commit you this thing. Hmm? Commitment. I didn't commit you this thing. Ajeev. That's because you're not listening to yourself. You're just in your routine saying something. You might commit to some promise. You might commit to some deal. Hmm? But you may just forget. So you should listen to yourself. Our Mashaikh, they used to speak such less words that at night they could ponder over what they said the whole day. Some of them used to write their words down so that they could see if they said something wrong or how much they've said in one day. They're very, very careful what comes out of their tongue. Very careful. Then we have this habit of saying lies that give us no benefit. So for example, if someone calls you and you're busy, you pick up the phone and you tell him, I'll call you after two minutes. Just give me two minutes, I'll call you back. But you don't call him after back after two minutes. You may call him after ten minutes. You may call him after two hours. You may forget to call him. You may call him on the next day. Hmm? So even though it's not your niyat that you're lying, but you shouldn't say two minutes. Hmm? It counts as a lie because you, do, you won't call him after two minutes. You should tell him that I'm busy right now. I will call you when I get free. So we have to be careful of what we say. You should listen to your own words. Hmm? Our Hazaji, Sheikh Zulfikar Ahmed Nakshpandi Mujadati Damat Barkatuhum, he spent some time with a big wali of Allah Ta'ala. His name was Hazrat Babuji Abdullah Rahmatullah. Hmm? Hazrat Babuji Abdullah Rahmatullah. And he was that you call someone Mustajabud Dawat. That he used to make dua and Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala used to accept it. A lot of people used to come to him for duas, and especially one dua, that a lot of people used to come to him. And ask him to make dua that they can see Nabi Islam in their dream. Allah Akbar. And he used to make dua and those people used to say that we saw Nabi Islam in the dream. Such amazing acceptance of dua. So once our Hazrat, Hazrat asked him that how did you get this maqam in front of Allah SWT? That you make dua and it becomes true. Hmm? That you make dua and Allah accepts it. So he said, he said that if the person who does not lie, hmm, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts him as Sid, accepts his Sid, and Allah ta'ala accepts anything that he asks. Such a small thing. Hmm? A person who does not lie, Allah ta'ala starts accepting his du'as. Ajeeb. So this was number 20. That we should try and listen to what we say, and we should speak the truth all the time. The next one is, to be soft-hearted. Hmm? To have a sifat of being an Abdul Rahman. Allah Ta'ala is Rahman. He is merciful towards us. We should be Abdul Rahman. We should be merciful towards His creations. So there's a hadith in which Nabi Islam has said that if you be soft with the creatures of this world, the one in the sky will be soft with you. If you be merciful with the creatures of this world, the one in the sky will be merciful towards you. So we go around hurting people. We go around hurting our relatives. We go around hurting our colleagues at work. We do all kinds of things. And then we expect everyone to be nice to us. Allah hmm? Akbar. And then we also expect Allah SWT to give us all of the blessings and mercy in Ramadan, after Ramadan. We expect Allah SWT to listen to all of our duas. While on the other hand you're hurting so many people. Hmm? You're literally hurting a lot of people. With small things, big things. 
سو اللہ سبحانہ تعالیٰ از الرحمٰن اللہ تعالیٰ سیز ان قرآن کریم اور نبی السلام دیٹ ہی از رعوف اور رحیم اللہ اکبر اللہ تعالیٰ ٹو صفات ٹو ایٹریبیوٹ اور رحمانیت رعوف اینڈ رحیم اللہ تعالیٰ سیز دیٹ ٹو نبی علیہ السلام سو دیٹس این ایٹریبیوٹ آف اللہ سبحانہ تعالیٰ دیٹس این ایٹریبیوٹ آف نبی علیہ السلام دیٹ شوڈ بی این ایٹریبیوٹ آف اے ٹرو عبد اللہ دیٹ شوڈ بی این ایٹریبیوٹ آف اے ٹرو امت یو نبی علیہ السلام آلسو On the day of judgment, Allah Ta'ala can tell us that I am Ar-Rahman. Hmm? Your Nabi was also Rauf Ar-Rahim. But what were you doing? You went around hurting my creatures. Hmm? You went around hurting mankind. Hmm? People used to look at you and flee from you because you were so rude to them. So it's very important how we behave with our employees, the people who manage people at work also. That's also very important. If you're a manager at work, you're a director at work, you have people working under you, you're at home, you have servants working under you. Hmm? They have rights. They have rights. Once, Nabi Islam was with some Sahaba Kram and he said that I see Iman in your heart, but I don't see the excellence of Iman in your hearts. Allah, the Sahaba Kram was shocked. They said, Nabi Islam, what do you mean? They say that, Nabi Islam said, that you are not merciful towards each other. Nabi Islam was doing their tarbiyah. That, what does this mean? This means that if you are not merciful towards each other, the excellence of Iman will not come in your heart. You will have Iman, but the excellence of Iman will not come in your heart. That's why we have so much enmity nowadays. A brother does not like the other brother. Sisters don't like each other. There is a problem between the father and the son. There's a problem between the elder brother and the younger brother. The elder brother should be a role model for the younger brother. The father should be a role model for all of the children. That's no longer there. That's no longer there. Why? Because we've lost this mercifulness. We've lost this level of respect. There's a story that once there was a person whose wife committed a big sin. A very big sin. And if he wanted, he could have given her a divorce. He could have done anything with her. It would have been alright, because she did a very big sin. But that that husband, he forgave her for the sake of Allah SWT. He forgave her. After a few years, that person died. So someone saw that person in a dream. And they asked him that, what happened? So he said that Allah SWT forgave me. And then that person asked him, how come Allah SWT forgave you? So he said that Allah SWT told me that you forgave my makhluk, hmm? you forgave my creation for my sake, today I will forgive you from all of your sins. Hmm? Allah Ta'ala returned this kindness. Hmm? Allah Ta'ala wants to be kind with us. He is trying to find every chance and probability to be kind with us. Hmm? Ajeeb. And within this topic also, is that you should also accept apologies. You should accept apologies of people. So what we do is that we hold grudges. Someone does something wrong, some small thing wrong, we hold that grudge for many, many years. For many years, any person talks about that person, we, in our heart we know, no, that person did that one wrong thing to me. Ten years back. Hmm? And it happens a lot in families. It happens in sisters. Hmm? Sisters are already married. They have children living in different countries. But still they don't forget. 
that my sister did that to me 10 years back. Hmm? My brother did that to me 5 years back. I asked my brother for a favor, he didn't do that to me. Now I will return and I will not do it for him. Should have been the opposite. Then I asked my brother for a favor, he didn't do it for me. Now he is needy, I should actually do it for him. So that he has love for me in his heart. We are opposites. Ajeeb and Mashaik do our tarbiyah like this. Hmm? That's why our husband gave this whole series to do tarbiyah for people like me and you. Tarbiyah. That you should actually think about these things and do them. There's a whole story of a sheikh. It's a big value of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was walking on a road that a mugger came, hmm? a thief came. He took his bag from his hand and he ran away. The sheikh was like, fine. He just kept walking. The thief was running away and all of a sudden the thief, he became blind and he fell to the floor. And he started crying. So people asked him what happened. And he's like, I can't see anymore. So people asked him, why can't you see? He's like, I stole a bag from someone. I think he was a big value of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He probably made baddua and I stole his bag and I now I've become blind. So the people went to that value of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and asked him that that person who stole your bag, now he's lying down, he's crying, he's blind. Did you make baddua to Allah ta'ala? That value of Allah ta'ala said, no, I forgive him as soon as he stole from me. Ajeeb, huh? Allah Akbar Kabira. I forgave him as soon as he took my bag. I was like, fine. Allah Akbar. That's how the awliya Allah were. They didn't keep any grudges. Hmm? They had no hopes with makhluk. No hopes with mankind. They didn't, they were only hopeful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hmm? Only used to look there. And now we're only hopeful of makhluk and hopeless of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then there's another hadith of Nabi Islam which is very scary. Very, very scary. That Nabi Islam said in a hadith that if someone asks you for forgiveness, hmm, if someone says sorry to you and you do not accept their apology, then do not see me on the house kawsar on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Allah Akbar Kabira. Allah Akbar. Very big hadith. Very frightening hadith. That if someone says sorry to you, someone apologizes to you, and you don't accept their apology, then do not me on the house of Allahu Akbar. We're in itikaf, we should make this niyat. That Allah SWT, we forgive everyone for your sake. No matter how big a sin they committed, no matter how rude they were to us, no matter how much they broke our heart, we still forgive them. You should clean your heart from all of these grudges. Clean your heart from all of this kina and bogs. Hmm? All of this malice, all of this hatred. You should have a clean heart. Our hearts already too filthy hmm? with the sins. We don't want to include more and more grudges. The next is that we should be a well-wisher for everyone. Hmm? A well-wisher for everyone. So our Mashaik say that a true moment is an optimist. You should always be optimistic. You should always think that whatever is happening is happening for the best and there is always a silver lining. Hmm? The West teach you, right? That there is a silver lining in every crowd. That's what our Mashaik tells us. And no matter how bad in a situation you are, how bad your condition is, you should always be an optimist. Always think that this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's always for the best. And there is a hadith of Nabi Islam, Ad-Deen al-Nasiha. Hmm? 
that deen is only nasiha deen is sarasar nasiha hmm? deen is well wishing and there's another hadith of the islam which is also very very amazing if you ponder on it the nabi islam said that if you want to think that some person is bad you should find 70 faults in them first hmm? you should find 70 faults in them first what we do is we find 70 good things but we wa- we find one fault and that one fault we highlight that one fault and we forget the 70 good deeds hmm? so we forget that that person honest we forget that he gives charity we forget that he comes to namaz he comes to the masjid we forget that he does true tauba we forget all of his good things but he just did one thing and we highlight that on the other hand nabi islam and nabi islam is teaching us a lesson that you should not you should not reprimand people like this hmm? you should not think that they are bad unless you can find 70 wrong things about them a 70 is a big number hmm achi but we we are ready to put that black label ha huh? you ready to put that black label on any person that person i won't deal with him hmm? that person i won't talk to him that person he did this to me this trying to find faults our mashayikh say an amazing thing they say that whenever you're looking at someone's faults you should think that that person is a mirror for you and that's actually your own fault ajeeb hmm? allah akbar that if you're actually thinking that that person is not controlling your gaze you should think that that's a mirror for you and that's the state of your heart Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is trying to show you in a mirror that that is what you are actually and not that person. So many learnings, huh? So many learnings that you need to learn from our Mashaik. Then the next thing is number 23 that we should never complain to people. Hmm? We should stop complaining. Stop complaining. In the corporate world they say stop complaining and start doing so you go they go to an employee they tell him that this is what you have to do this year this is the target that you have to meet the first thing that that employee says is oh i can't meet this target because i have this problem there's this obstacle and there's this problem and this is the problem and this is an issue so what a manager says this is what the management teach you nowadays hmm? the management teaches you stop complaining and start doing and start achieving add that also stop complaining start doing and start achieving allah akbar that's what our deen is telling us you should stop complaining to people there's a big value of allah subhanahu wa taala he went to a masjid and he lost his shoes and then he was thinking allah subhanahu wa taala i lost my shoes hmm? in the meantime he saw this person who did not have feet and he was dragging himself on the road he was dragging himself on the road immediately he asked allah subhanahu wa taala and he made shukr allah taala alhamdulillah even though my shoes went away at least i have feet so we what we do is we look at the smallest things that we don't have hmm? and we forget all of the bounties we had an amazing bayan at zohar on how to be a shukur hmm? how to be shukur we should do shukr and stop thinking about what we don't have and start thinking about what we have and if you want to think about what you don't have then look at deen look at the people of taqwa look at the zakirin 
Look at the awliya Allah and what kind of tawakkul they have and you don't have. What kind of zikr they have and you don't have. What kind of sabr they have and we don't have. What kind of ibadat they have and we don't have. Hmm? What kind of connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they have and we don't have. What kind of dua they have and we don't have. Hmm? What kind of a fast they have and we don't have. That's what you should be worried about. Allah ta'ala, I don't have this and I want this. Not that in the world. I don't have this. You go around complaining. Hmm? In an office, a person gets a promotion. He's happy, but he goes back to his wife and he says, I got a promotion, but I could have gotten a better raise in my salary. Hmm? I could have gotten a better raise in my salary. And then he compares. He says, that person, he's been working only for 10 years. I've been working for 15 years. He has a better salary than me. Hmm? He got a higher bonus than me. Hmm? Allahu Akbar. This is what you call being na shukra. You're not doing enough shukr from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who are we to deserve that bonus and salary? Hmm? Our mashayikh say that when you go on the road and you see a woman begging on the road and she has a small child, she's carrying a small child, you should think that that woman could have been your mother and that child could have been you. Allah Akbar. But you are sitting in your air-conditioned car, enjoying the ride, while that woman is asking in that heat. So we didn't deserve this lifestyle. It's Allah SWT karam that we got it. It's His blessings, His mercy. We don't deserve this. So you should stop complaining. And our mashayikh say that if you actually complaining to people, you're actually complaining about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to them. What you're actually saying, so for example, if you say that I deserved a better raise, you're actually not happy with the risk Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. You're not happy with the distribution of the distributor. You're saying that Nauzubillah, he was not just in distributing the risk and he did not distribute the risk that I deserved. That's what you're trying to say in other words. If you think about it like that, it's a big thing. Allah that's a big thing. So whenever we complain about makhluk, we're actually trying to complain about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we're complaining about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to makhluk. Imagine, that sounds so weird, sounds strange, that we're complaining about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to makhluk, that I don't have this, I didn't get this, I'm missing this. Ajeeb. And our mashayikh, they say that you should have no expectations from makhluk and your, all of your expectations should be towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That means that you should have no expectations that your brother will do something good for you. You should have no expectations that your neighbor will do something good for you. You should have no expectations that you should get raised in your job. Yes, you should work hard, but you should have no expectations so that you're not heartbroken by this dunya. In turn, you should have expectations from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala will forgive your sins. Allah Ta'ala will accept you on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. You will get the Didar. You will get the Didar, the Royat Bari Ta'ala of Allah Ta'ala. You should have that expectation. You should have, you should have expectation that you will become a Sahabi of Nabi Islam in Jannah. That's the expectation you should have rather than having an expectation that I deserve a better salary. Hmm? Imagine there's no comparison. We have expectations from Makhluk. We should have expectations from our Khalik. Then the last two points, 
Then number four, number twenty-four is to be aware that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always with you. And number twenty-five is to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and khalwa when you're alone. So I'll do these together because they overlap. So Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, Huwa ma'akum aina ma'akuntum. That I am wherever you are. Huwa ma'akum aina ma'akuntum. I am with you wherever you are. Hmm? I am with you when you are alone. I am with you when you are in company. I am with you when you are in the masjid. I am with you when you are at home. I am with you when you go to work. I am also with you when you are sleeping. I am even with you when you go to relieve yourself. Huwa ma'akum aina ma'akuntum. So we should start feeling that more. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with us. Allah ta'ala says in Quran, فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ That verily I am close to you. And our hearts are ghafil. We don't feel that. That's why our mashayik teaches مُرَاكَبَ and وَقُوفِ قَلْبِ The zikr of the heart, it makes you more aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It makes you aware that Allah ta'ala is around you. Allah ta'ala is in your heart. Allah ta'ala is with you. Hmm? So that you have more love for Allah Ta'ala. You have more fear of Allah Ta'ala all the time. So Mashaikh say that a true zakir is not that one who's sitting and saying tasbih in the masjid. A true zakir is that person that when he has the opportunity of sin, he remembers Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and stays away from that sin. That's a true zakir. And how do you get that? You get that by doing a lot of muraqabah. A lot of zikr. Hmm? Zikran kathira. Zikran kathira. Doing a lot of zikr. Then you should be afraid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in khalwa. It's a big value of Allah ta'ala. Hazrat Ata bin Abi Rabah He used to say to his students that oh my students when you want to do sin you close all of the curtains. Hmm? You close all of the doors. You close everything from which makhluk can see you. Hmm? From everyone, do you think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the weakest who can't see you? Allah Akbar. Hmm? So you think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the weakest one? You think that all of the makhluk can't see you? And you also think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can't see you? That's what we do. We close our doors of the room. Hmm? At night when everyone's asleep, we close the curtains and then we do kinds of sins. Hmm? Then we have the screens, we have the mobiles, we have internet connections. Allah Akbar Kabira. Then we call this, this person, we call that person. Ajeeb. Half is a Quran sinning at night. Allah Akbar Kabira. You have your Quran in your heart, you're sinning at night. Your heart should have been trembling with the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at that time. Trembling. Ajeeb. The mashayikh and the awliya, they actually try to find this alone time with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why they love the hajjud. Because they say they can pray to Allah ta'ala, that Ya Allah ta'ala, all of makhluk is sleeping right now. And I am with you one-on-one. One-on-one. They try to find this one-on-one time with Allah Ta'ala. They want to be alone with Him. Hmm? Hazrat Fatima Suzara Anha comes about her that once she made niyat of Turaka Tahajjud and she didn't complete her namaz, she didn't complete her Tahajjud, that she started hearing the Fajr Adhan. 
The whole night was not enough for two rakats. And then she made dua to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala, your nights have become such so small that they're not enough for my two rakats. Allahu Akbar Kabira. They used to crave this one-on-one relationship. They used to crave this alone time. And now we have to tell youngsters that don't be alone because you will sin. Such a big difference. Allahu Akbar Kabira, such a big difference. The mashayikh, they actually make dua to Allah Ta'ala. They pray to Rakat Hajat. Allah Ta'ala, we don't want anyone to disturb us. We want to be with you alone. We want to ask for you alone. We want to do your zikr alone. Hmm? We want to cry to you alone. There's some mashayikh who write that they wanted to cry to Allah Ta'ala. So they used to do so much dawah that they couldn't get time. They used to actually try to find time alone so they could cry to Allah Ta'ala. Hmm? They could express their feelings to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Akbar. And the youth of today, they try to find alone to sin. You should have fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you're alone. There's another frightening hadith of Nabi al-Islam. The Nabi al-Islam said that there will be people who will be doing a lot of ibadat. Hmm? A lot of ibadat. They will come to the masjid. They will be praying. They will be praying nawafil, sitting in itikaf. So I'm giving you a mafum of hadith. They will be sitting in itikaf. Hmm? Keeping fast in Ramadan. Leading Taraweeh. Some, some of them may be leading Taraweeh. Or fast. But when they find themselves alone at night, they will sin. Allah Ajeeb. And then what Allah Ta'ala will do? Allah Ta'ala will turn all of their amal into dust. Years of ibadat. Hmm? Hours of hifs. Years of namaz and Months of itikaf, so many years of Ramadan, so many months of fasting, but they used to sin at night. Sin at night. This time is to connect to Allah Ta'ala. This time is not to connect with the makhluk. This is what you call do rangi in Urdu. Hmm? Having dual personality. Hmm? Two colored. That you're something else when it comes to the world, but you're something else inside. Hmm? You may be a Hafiz, you may be a Kari, you may be an Alim in front of people, but when you go back home at night, you do that sin. Allah should make istighfar, should make tawbah to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala, this is the month of Maghfirah. We are sitting in itikaf. This is the Ashraf itkum min an-nar. We want to rid ourselves from all of these cravings. We want to only crave you and you alone, Ya Allah. We want to have nights that we want to cry to you only. Hmm? We want to have, connect with you only. We want to switch off our Wi-Fi and we want to connect to you only. Hmm? And there's another hadith of Nabi al-Islam. And Nabi al-Islam said that that I that cries with the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the fire of Jahannam will never touch that I. Hmm? Which eyes are those? Those are the eyes that are, have a connection with Allah Ta'ala. Hmm? Those are the eyes which crave Allah Ta'ala. Hmm? Craving. We have to develop this craving for Allah Ta'ala in this itikaf. should make dua. Allah Ta'ala, we want to crave you. Hmm? We want to be crazy about you. Hmm? We want to do everything about you. We want to live for you. We want to die for you. We want to take every breath for you. 
You should make this dua when you get up in the morning. Allah Ta'ala, I want to spend my whole day to please you. And when you go to sleep, you should do istighfar. Allah Ta'ala, I make istighfar from all of the things that I did that did not please you. You should try and have this kind of life. And that's one more objective of ours, that we should have tazkiyah. Hmm? We should have zero sins in our life. We should aim for zero sins. I know people who used to have big sins in their lives. Hmm? Big sins. Huge sins in their lives. But they used to cry to Allah SWT at night. They used to cry to Allah SWT at night, Allah Ta'ala, I can't give up this sin. I am too weak to give up this sin. Allah Ta'ala, only you can save me from this sin. And it took a few days, Allah Ta'ala took that sin away from them. Allah Akbar. Hmm? Youngsters, not Hafiz, not Ilm of Deen, no outward Sunnah. Some of them not even Namazi. But they made istighfar. Allah Ta'ala took the sin away from them. And then Allah Ta'ala gives. Hmm? Then Allah Ta'ala gives a lot. Allah Ta'ala picks you up and then He accepts you. And when Allah Ta'ala picks you up and He accepts you, then it's done for you. Hmm? Then it's smooth sailing. Right now we're in a boat. We're in a handmade boat. And there's a storm in the sea. You don't know where to go. Hmm? We have fear. We have a fear that we'll drown. Once Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts you, you become makbul in the law, you will have a big ship and you will be having a smooth sailing in the ocean. You won't even know. That's how your life will become. In awliya'uhu illa al-muttaqoon That who are the friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who do tawbah from 100% sins, they have taqwa. They have taqwa, they have no sins left in their lives. Allahu Akbar Kabira. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us for all of these things. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make all of us true mu'mineen. May He make us do amal of all of these things and all of the things that we've been trying to listen in this etikaf. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين ميك دعا سبحان ربي العالى وحاب اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد ومبارك سلم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا يا غفور اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا يا غفور فاعف عنا يا كريم يا الله رب كريم We are useless servants, Ya Allah. We are sinning, sinning servants, Ya Allah. We've come with mountains of sins. We've come with oceans of sins. We've come with huge sins. Ya Rabbi Kareem, only you know our sins. Even we've forgotten so many sins. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, forgive us today, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, it's the last ashra of Ramadan. Forgive us in this Ramadan, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we don't know if we will live enough to, long enough to see another Ramadan. Ya Rabbi Kareem, forgive us in this Ramadan, Ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, you said in Quran, this is a month of taqwa. La'allakum tattakoon. If we don't get taqwa in this month, when else can we find taqwa, Ya Allah? Ya Rabbi Kareem, we're sitting in itikaf. We're sitting in 